Deacon Andrew, I'm not hearing you. I'm not either. My apologies, my microphone was turned off. Oh, okay, great. I mean, all right. Thank you for letting me know. <laughs> the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done. We have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises, declared unto mankind in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life. The glory of thy holy name. Amen. Amen. Grant, we beseech thee, merciful Lord, to thy faithful people, pardon and peace. They may be cleansed from all of their sins, and serve thee with a quiet mind, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open now our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Praise you, the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalm 31. In thee, O Lord, have I put my trust. Let me never be put to confusion. Deliver me in thy righteousness. Bow down thine ear to me. Make haste to deliver me. And be thou my strong rock and house of defense, that thou mayest save me. For thou art my strong rock and my castle. Be thou also my guide, and lead me in thy name's sake. Draw me out of the net that they have laid privily for me, for thou art my strength. Into thy hands I commend my spirit, for thou hast redeemed me, O Lord, thou God of truth. I have hated them that hold of lying vanities and my trust hath been in the Lord. I will be glad and rejoice in thy mercy, for thou hast considered my trouble, and hast known my soul in adversities. Thou hast not shut me up into the hand of the enemy, but hast set my feet in a large room. Have mercy upon me, O Lord, for I am in trouble, and mine eye is consumed for very heaviness, yea, my soul and my body. For my life is waxen old with heaviness, and my years with mourning. My strength faileth me because of mine iniquities, and my bones are consumed. I became a reproach among all mine enemies, but especially among my neighbors. And they of mine acquaintance were afraid of me, and they that did see me without invaded themselves from me. I am clean forgotten as a dead man out of mind. I am become like a broken vessel. For I have heard the blasphemy of the multitude, and fear is on every side. 
while they conspire together against me and take their counsel to take away my life. But my hope hath been in thee, O Lord. I have said, Thou art my God. My times are in thy hand. Deliver me from the hand of mine enemies and from them that persecute me. Show thy servant the light of thy countenance and save me for thy name's sake. Let me not be confounded, O Lord, for I have called upon thee. Let the ungodly be put to confusion and be put to silence in the grave. Let the lying lips be put to silence, which cruelty disdainfully and despitefully speak against the righteous. Oh, how plentiful is thy goodness, which thou hast laid up for them that fear thee, and that thou hast prepared for them that put their trust in thee, even before the sons of men. Thou shalt hide them in the covert of thine own presence from the potlings of men, plottings of men. Thou shalt keep them secretly in thy tabernacle from the strife of tongues. Thanks be to the Lord. For he hath showed me marvelous great kindness in a strong city. But in my haste I said, I am cast out of thy sight of thine eyes. Nevertheless, thou heardest the voice of my prayer when I cried unto thee. O love the Lord, all ye saints, for the Lord preserveth them that are faithful, and plenteousness rewardeth the proud doer. Be strong, and he shall establish your heart all ye that put your trust in the Lord. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fourteenth chapter of the book of Ezekiel. Now some of the elders of Israel came to me and sat before me, and the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Son of man, these men have set up their idols in their hearts and put before them that which causes them to stumble into iniquity. Should I let myself be inquired of it all by them? Therefore speak to them and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Every one of the house of Israel who sets up his idols in his heart and puts before him what causes him to stumble into iniquity and then comes to the prophet, I, the Lord, will answer him who comes, according to the multitude of his idols, that I may seize the house of Israel by their heart, because they are all estranged from me by their idols. Therefore say to the house of Israel, Thus says the Lord God, Repent, turn away from your idols, and turn your faces away from all your abominations. For any one of the house of Israel, or of the strangers who dwell in Israel, who separates himself from me, and sets up his idols in his heart, and puts before him what causes him to stumble into iniquity, then comes to a prophet to inquire of him concerning me, I, the Lord, will answer him by myself. I will set my face against that man, and make him a sign and a proverb, and I will cut him off from the midst of my people. Then you shall know that I am the Lord. And if the prophet is induced to speak anything, I, the Lord, have induced that prophet, and I will stretch out my hand against him and destroy him from among my people Israel. And they shall bear their iniquity. The punishment of the prophet shall be the same as the punishment of the one who inquired, that the house of Israel may no longer stray from me, nor be profaned any more with all their transgressions, but that they may be my people, and I may be their God, 
says the Lord God. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord. My spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has showed strength with his arm, he has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he hath sent empty away. He, remembering his mercy, hath hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers Abraham and his seed forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the fourth chapter of the Gospel according to St. John. Therefore, when the Lord knew that the Pharisees had heard that Jesus made and baptized more disciples than John, though Jesus himself did not baptize but his disciples, he left Judea and departed again to Galilee. But he needed to go through Samaria. So he came to a city of Samaria, which is called Sychar, near the plot of grounds that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Now Jacob's well was there. Jesus, therefore, being wearied from his journey, sat thus by the well. It was about the sixth hour. A woman of Samaria came to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. Then the woman of Samaria said to him, How is it that you, being a Jew, ask a drink from me, a Samaritan woman? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered and said to her, If you knew the gift of God, and who it is who says to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where then do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob, who gave us the well, and drank from it himself, as well as his sons and his livestock? Jesus answered and said to her, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again, but whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. But the water that I shall give him will become in him a fountain of water, springing up into everlasting life. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. Be a light to lighten the Gentiles, be the glory of thy people Israel. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, that was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. Third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. 
O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, make clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. Almighty and everlasting God, who dost govern all things in heaven and earth, mercifully hear the supplications of thy people, and grant us thy peace all the days of our life. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness. In the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. For the love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening. Welcome. A couple of thoughts on uh, tonight's lessons. We begin uh, this evening's lessons with uh, continuing our, our way through Ezekiel. And uh, Ezekiel is a prophet who has gone with the first round of people being exiled from Jerusalem into Babylon. And so uh, the the things that Ezekiel are speaking um, is, is is he he's sent as a missionary, not really a missionary, but he's sent as a prophet to that group of people that are now uh, on their way from Jerusalem into Babylon. God sent his people into exile uh, for their idolatry, but he it's important to know that he didn't abandon them there. He kept a presence there. He kept speaking to them through Ezekiel. And the purpose was to create a remnant. Isaiah talks about a remnant that would come back. So there's a, a, a group of these, of these um, people who are exiled will remain faithful to God and will create a remnant that will then go back, rebuild the temple, and get um, Jerusalem ready for the coming of the Messiah. And so Ezekiel's uh, purpose and his mission and his ministry is, is very important in that, in, in maintaining a remnant and in uh, rebuilding Jewish society for Jesus to come. So he, he, uh, Ezekiel is approached by some of the elders in, in the exiles. And the elders um, have come to him. They say, now some of the elders of Israel come to me and sat before me. And the Lord gives a word to Ezekiel. And the Lord God tells Ezekiel that these, uh, these elders um, are still idolatrous. The reason why the exile happened in the first place was because Israel became idolatrous. They stopped fixing their attention on the God that defined the culture and instead turned to idols. Uh, in some cases, those idols were actual statues and 
the the false gods that they represented and the false um, cult practices that they represented. And and in this case, they've been taken away from all of the high places and all the false statues that have been made. And God talks about idolatry in one's own heart. And he's talking about the elders having set up idols within their hearts. And an idol, in this case, is not something that's outside, but but rather anything that can take your focus from God and put your focus on to something else in a way that um, hurts your soul. And when you're not fixed on God as the center of your life, you will fix your, your attention on something else. And that's what's being talked about right here. It's an inward state rather than an outward state. And I think it's significant in a couple of ways, uh, this passage where God refers to Ezekiel as son of man. Uh, these men set up their idols in their hearts, referring to Ezekiel as the son of man, which is something that Jesus refers to himself as. And we can kind of see perhaps maybe this this entire you know warning from Ezekiel given to the elders of the captive Israel in Babylon. Jesus could have been saying these exact same things to the elders in the newly constructed temple during Roman times when Jesus comes onto the scene. Uh, Jesus calls himself the son of man. He makes a big fuss about the inward state of ourselves rather than the outward state. The, the elders in Jesus' time were very concerned with following the laws, but God was not the center of their life. Something else was, and their own selfishness, whatever have you, it, it wasn't God. And, and Jesus condemned them because the, the inward state didn't match the correct outward state that they should be showing. They didn't have any love in their heart for God and love for others. And so um, in this way, this this is, you know, these elders are being outcast in this Ezekiel passage. They're being... Um, not outcast, but they're being um, captive and led into captivity because of their idolatry. Uh, this is this is probably the lowest point in Israel history, and you have a prophet coming and condemning um, the inward state, and then you have Jesus coming and saying just about the same exact thing to the elders in the temple, which would suggest that perhaps the elders in the temple during Jesus' time, they are... Um, on the same level as the elders during this captivity time. They've, they've neglected their duty. Another thing that's interesting is that Jesus isn't saying anything new. This is all something that everyone should have been aware of. Um, a lot of times, it, you know, it's, at least for me, when I'm reading the New Testament or a gospel, um, you kind of lose context for what Jesus is saying. And, and oh, Jesus is saying something new or something... Um, you know, unknown before, or how could the elders have really forgotten or remembered all of these things? And and no, the elders knew. The elders um, you know, had access to the scriptures. They would have been very well read on Ezekiel. They would have known this passage. And so what Jesus is coming and telling them is not something they wouldn't have known already. Going um, on to, um, oh, and one other thing I wanted to talk about with this is that um, you know, this is 
this is one of the reasons why we have Lent and Advent, these fasting seasons, is this captivity gave um, Israel the ability to turn from their idols. They were so ingrained with their idolatry that the captivity gave Israel a chance to break from their idols. Our Lent and our Advent are like that. It gives us a chance to, to kind of inwardly reflect on the parts of our lives where maybe uh, God has been replaced by something else. And it gives us an opportunity to concentrate on, on remaking God the center of our lives, repenting and turning away from the idols that we've set up within our own hearts um, before some calamitous event happens like the captivity or, you know, the judgment at the temple by Jesus. And so that's why, you know, we're kind of in between Advent and Lent right now. And, and it's a good a good time to start meditating on, on the disciplines in our own lives that that we want to, to concentrate on in, in Lent. Looking at our um, New Testament passage, we have Jesus uh, in the fourth chapter of John coming to Samaria and finding a Samaritan woman, and, and he asks her for a drink of water. And this is significant, is the Samaritans are the people that were the northern kingdom. They were Jews. They were, you know, they were descended from, you know, the 12 tribes of Israel, but they had their own captivity earlier than the southern kingdom. And so uh, Assyria came and conquered the northern kingdom and took all of the people there captive, but they didn't ever come back. Uh, they, they became intermingled and their descendants became what's called the Samaritans, whereas the southern kingdom you know, the captives went to Babylon and their remnant came back. That did not happen in the northern kingdom. Uh, they just became the Samaritans. And the Jews and the Samaritans did not get along at all. Um, but what's interesting here is that Jesus is coming and um, and he has bridged that gap. He's reached out to the Samaritan and asked the Samaritan for water, which is a very humbling thing to ask someone for help, let alone uh, someone who's a woman let alone someone who's a Samaritan in this time. And so Jesus is reaching out to this um, across these um, cultural boundaries, showing that he is intending on bringing the Samaritans back into um, his salvation. And he's uh, actually offering the, you know, the water of life, the, you know, the eternal life to uh, Samaritans in this case. Another interesting thing is that, that the woman at the well, she says, are you greater than our father Jacob? They still consider Jacob as their father. Jacob is, is the father of the 12 tribes of Israel. And they still consider themselves descendants from Jacob. And remember that God is considered the God of um, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And so um, in, in this is, is kind of a healing passage in that Jesus is is uh, healing these these old relationships. Uh, this is a couple of thoughts on this evening's lessons. We'll continue along uh, an evening prayer with the litany for the church and evangelism. You can click on the chat bar on the right, and you can read the italicized aloud and pray the litany with us. We offer the litany for the church and evangelism this evening to the glory of God for the prayers and intercessions of all those who are present with us tonight. We ask that God would open up 
new doors of mission and ministry, new opportunities for us to spread our faith and to increase within our diocese the faithfulness of our of our um, of our people. O oh God, the Father, Creator of heaven and earth, have mercy upon us. O oh God, the Son, Redeemer of the world, have mercy upon us. O oh God, the Holy Ghost, Sanctifier of the faithful. Have mercy upon us. O holy, blessed, and glorious Trinity, one God. Have mercy upon us. And sinners do beseech thee to hear us, O Lord God, and it may please thee to rule and govern thy holy church universal in the right way. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. They may please thee so to rule the hearts of thy servants, the President of the United States, the Governor of this state, and all in authority, that they may above all things seek thy honor and glory. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to illuminate all bishops, priests, and deacons through knowledge and understanding of thy word, and that both by their preaching and living they may set it forth and show it accordingly. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to send forth laborers into thy harvest. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to give to all thy people increase of grace. Hear me clear thy word and to receive it with pure affection, to bring forth the fruits of the Spirit. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. May it please thee to comfort and relieve all those who are in any ways afflicted or distressed in mind, body, or state. Give them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. We may please thee to forgive our enemies, persecutors, and slanderers, and to turn their hearts. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. And we may please thee to give us true repentance, to forgive us all our sins, negligences, and ignorances, and to endue us with the grace of thy Holy Spirit, to mend our lives according to thy holy word. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. They may please to have mercy on the faithful departed, granting them an entrance into the land of light and joy in the fellowship of thy saints. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. We sinners do beseech thee to hear us, O Lord God. And they may please thee to fill us with the gifts of the Holy Spirit for the work of ministry and the building up of the body of Christ. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. They may please thee to give us power through the Holy Spirit to be thy witnesses in word and deed in our homes, work, and leisure. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. They may please thee to convert hearts through our ministry and add continually to our number those who are being saved. Hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to bless our ministry of word and sacrament, opening minds to understand the scriptures, making thyself known in the breaking of the bread. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to make us ready make us ready always to give an answer to anyone who asks the reason for the hope that is within us. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to put it into our hearts, seek out and find thy lost sheep, and bring them back into thy fold. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. That it may please thee to fill us with such love for one another, that all may perceive in our midst the presence of Christ, and be drawn into his holy fellowship and service. We beseech thee to hear us, good Lord. 
Almighty and everlasting God, who didst endue thy church with power from on high on the day of Pentecost, brought thy Holy Spirit upon this diocese, and grant unto us all things that are needful for our spiritual welfare. Enlighten and guide our clergy and lay workers, strengthen and increase the faithful, visit and relieve the sick, turn and soften the wicked, rouse the negligent and careless, recover the fallen, restore the penitent, remove all hindrances to the advancement of thy truth, Bring all to be of one heart and mind within the fold of thy holy church. The honor and glory of thy name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. In grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God, fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Barb, and thank you, Rochelle, for responding and reading tonight. I hope you all have a wonderful Wednesday evening. Thank you. Thank you, Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night, everyone. Good night.